0: This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. From the ACC Network, the one and only Eric McLean, Gramlick, and McLean podcast. They do previews. They do uh, what's it, reviews of the weekend of ACC football. And Eric put out his ACC power poll and still has Clemson number one.
1: Why? Why
0: Clemson number one over North Carolina, Mister McLean?
1: Yeah, Adam. First of all, um, just want to say our condolences, man, to the yeah. University of Virginia, those players and their families. It's just such a senseless thing, man. Anytime a life is taken, and just kind of wanted to to put that out there and, and praying for those guys and, and their families, but. Yeah, man. Looking at that poll, I had the Tar Heels number one last week, and and really thought that Clemson, um, you know, needed to be in the doghouse a little bit after the performance that we saw, you know, against the Notre Dame team, where just really defensively didn't have much of a pulse, you know, in the middle and end right. of the game, and and just got ran all over. But you know, looked like a much more inspired team. Looked like the team that I had seen for most of the year against the Cards, a team that was red hot. A lot of people saying playing as one of the best teams in the entire conference, and. You know, outside of a, a trash touchdown uh, or, or a touchdown and trash time there at the end, you know, they really dominated Louisville and, and looked kind of back to their old self. So not sure why it took for a loss, uh, you know, for the Tigers <laughs> to get back inspired, um, you know, but they look to be playing as their old selves.
0: I, I appreciate the fact that you punished <laughs> you, you punished Clemson <laughs> by knocking Riffle, them down La <laughs> Outstanding. Eric McLean is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. Uh, all right, let, let let me just, you elevated Clemson back up. So other than, you know, the defense showing a pulse and they obviously had their way with Louisville, um, what do you think their ceiling is? Do you think they're done as a playoff team?
1: I don't, man. I think, you know, if, if Carolina or Clemson, you know, go one loss and, and win the ACC, I, I think that they have a real shot of getting in. You know, we we've historically have never seen it not happen you know the uh, one loss or better ACC champ is, has always been in the playoff we, we've seen that chaos is going to happen we we know that for a fact um, so I think there's a real opportunity for either of those teams um, you know certainly with with you know more of the balanced attack that, that Clemson does have offensively and then of course you're know, having the defense that for a majority of the time plays at a very high mm-hmm. level um, you know you think they'd probably be better suited but it's hard to look past the Drake May factor, man, as he's playing truly, I think right now, the best quarterback in the entire country.
0: See, I agree. If you took the numbers from all the best quarterbacks and took the names off of them, right? Drake May's got better numbers.
1: Runaway. He's a runaway. Absolutely.
0: Um, what? How much of a factor is who you've played?
1: For the Heisman, you're saying?
0: Yeah, for the highs because it impacts the numbers. I have to, I mean, I think who you yeah. play does matter.
1: Yeah, no no question. And and I think, you know, at the end of the day when you look at their strength of record, their strength of schedule, you know, things of that nature, it, it's not as glaring as it could be. And, and at the end of the day, I think winning is, is more important. You know, I think there were so many, you know, guys who had been performing at a high level maybe in this conference in years past and and you know, folks would point out well they're not winning games and it's great that he's doing that on that team but here's you know the deal (laughs) well you know they have one loss and and they're going to be in the top 15 in the college football playoff when it comes tomorrow maybe even a little higher and and i just think that all that will come into account as well as the importance of what he is to his team like that's a big part of the heisman trophy like this dude literally is all of north carolina you take him away my goodness look look at what's left and you know him in the run game and of course what he does through the air but you know, just as a leader as well. So for me, man, I, I think that, of course, if you had a bunch of, you know, ranked teams and these crazy out of conference games that would obviously help. Uh, but I think when you look at some of the cross matchups that he does have with some of the other, you know, potential winners, you look at CJ Stroud versus Notre Dame, yep. Drake May's numbers destroy his, you look at Hendon Hooker versus Pittsburgh, CJ or, uh, you know, Drake May's numbers just, just kill Hinton there too. So there are some common opponents that we can measure directly and, you know, kind of see how they did. I think that's a really easy evaluation for folks.
0: Eric McLean, ACC Network, at Eric McLean on Twitter. Gramlich and McLean, the podcast, which is up to, I believe, episode 2080 at this point. I don't know how many it is.
1: It's over 200, isn't it? It is. It's over 200. I think at 230-ish, somewhere around there. So it's crazy how much quickly uh, time can fly. It, it really
0: is. It is, uh, it is remarkable. You guys do a great job. So let, let me ask you about um, you guys were up in Syracuse for the Syracuse-Florida State game. I was a little nervous about that from a Florida State perspective because we all want the the brand names in the league to be back we want Florida State to be back we want Miami at some point to be back even though they have demonstrated that they are not I'm not I'm still not a hundred percent sold on Florida State but I thought this was a dangerous one because I think Syracuse's defense at the very least is pretty good uh but man Florida State looked awfully good so give me your take on where we are on the Florida State timeline
1: Yeah, well, you know, what's fascinating about Cuse, man, is these last four games, man, they've just been in a really tough spot defensively because the way that they are built, the way that that defense is designed, being a 3-3-5, is to have athletes on the field, is to have, you know, speed, to have maybe some confusion, try to overload, and, and of course, have people in coverage and, and make a quarterback confused. When you play a run-heavy team, they don't care about any of that. They're going to line up. Mm-hmm. They're going to mash your guys up front. They're going to get to the next level and just have these big bodies that get on you. And that's exactly what FSU did. I was honestly shocked that FSU threw it as much as they did, but Jordan Travis was just playing at such a high level. Yeah. I guess they just wanted to keep calling. I mean, I think he had one incompletion or maybe two incompletions, just nuts you know. In a, in a conference game at the Power 5 level you know, to see him be that efficient. But that's a couple of weeks in a row now. You know, we've seen that from him, and they're feeling really good, man. We, we spoke to Jared Birch, We spoke to Jordan Travis. We spoke to Coach Norvell a couple of times uh, when we were in Syracuse on the huddle there, and they're, they're just feeling really good. That They're confident in their preparation. They feel like they really, you know, kind of were able to turn a page and, and get refreshed after that three-game skid and, and going into their bye week. They got healthy, and so they, they've got a real – opportunity here to finish the season and, and you're looking at double digit wins if, with a bowl game victory. I mean, it, it's remarkable to see, you know, the turnaround, the buy-in and just where these guys are and, and how quickly, I mean, my gosh, they were 0-4 to start the season. We all thought they were dead in water, wouldn't win another game. They turned it around then and they've taken it to another level this season.
0: Yeah. And it also, and not even in a roundabout way, it directly benefits Clemson. Because if Florida State can win out, which would include a win over Florida, it just makes Clemson's college football ranking resume look that much better because of a win over a ranked team. And Clemson was significantly better than Florida State in that day. So it doesn't help Carolina because Carolina didn't take on Florida State. Uh, But it also helps just the overall strength of the league to have another ranked team in there just to get back to Drake May. Uh, have you talked to, you know, whether it's people at the network or uh, other evaluators about just how good May is as a quarterback? The numbers can always be deceiving in terms of how good you are as a quarterback because the college game is so different. Uh, but in well, terms of May as, a, as an NFL prospect.
1: You know what's interesting, Adam, it is I've spoken to four quarterbacks who have played at that level that work for ESPN. I'm not gonna sit here and name drop it. Okay. So I don't want him to, you know, get excited or anything of that nature because he said this. But I asked, what can he get better at? I said, what next year could could he do to improve? You know what the answer was? Stay healthy. Don't get hurt. That there, there, there is no flaws to his game. Now surely once we have a full off season, everybody right. kind of dives into the tape. I'm sure there'll be one or two things that I can sit here and tell you. Maybe it's, you know, get the ball out quicker at times where he might take a sack or runs out of bounds and loses some yards. He needs to throw the ball away or sliding. My goodness. That was a that was a thing for a little bit. He was taking these big hits. Yep. Like, what are you doing? But that was the common theme, you know, from four different guys who played at the next level for a very long time that just said he's got it. He he reminds us a lot of Justin Herbert with his build and of course wearing the number 10 I think helps, but the way that he can throw the football, the the way that you know he can make those you know Patrick Mahomes type throws, where the awkward angles that we've seen Matthew Stafford do as well as Aaron Rodgers and those guys, he, he's just got it. And, and the understanding of the offense yep. to be so young is extremely impressive. So for me, Adam, that's the biggest thing. Don't get overconfident. Understand that you need to go back to basics each and every year and continue to build. Which I know he will. But that young man's going to be in a really prime spot to be the first overall draft pick come his time.
0: Yes, the uh, the Panthers are hoping to time it out where uh, they they have maybe a chance. They're
1: doing a great job of it. They're doing a great job.
0: Oh man. <laughs> uh all right. <laughs> Do you have a theory as to what uh what ailed NC State? They had 14 nothing on Boston College. They looked dominant. Uh, they actually had another drive that they ended up turning it over on downs and they got stuffed to the goal line. Uh, it could have been worse. And then they end up getting beat 21, 20 thoughts on that.
1: It, it was a really weird, just kind of tale of two halves there, because like you just said there, you know, we, we did the halftime of the game and just said, yeah, NC state, keep, keep doing you, man. Keep, keep doing the little things. Well, This is going to be a great little victory here for you. You're going to be feeling really good. And then just the second half, the, the turnover started to mount up. The, the mm-hmm. run game, for whatever reason, wasn't producing, but we kept going to it. And, you know, to run the ball 40-plus times, an NC State team that doesn't run the ball super well and hasn't in a couple of years, it, it was just it was very interesting. And, and I thought MJ, you know, as, as good as he's played and as good as he's going to be, looked a little bit like a freshman towards yep. the end of the game. When some adversity was was hitting. Um, but I think you also have to give so much credit to Jeff Hathaway in, in Boston College. I mean, they... Yep never flinched they never quit and this is certainly not a season that they thought they'd be having at all uh but but they kept fighting and and they found a way and I think Moorhead is a really special talent and they felt really good about him kind of coming into this season if he ever got a shot but six five two thirty, man you can't teach it and uh (laughs) he's got a rocket launcher of an arm I think the future's pretty bright there and of course Zay Flowers just a man on a mission that you know, every time he gets the ball, he's trying to score, and you see that you know just intensity in his game. He just took it to another level, and ultimately, you know, they, they got the big W there. So, going to be an interesting rebound, you know, for NC State this week as they're taking on Louisville. I mean, again, a hot team that defense is playing really well. It's going to be a challenge going to that place.
0: So, I, one of the things I would like to do, and I sort of have access to a former uh, college head coach, but I'd love to sit and watch a game with a former head coach, and ask this question as a team is trying to uh, possess the ball at the end, run out the clock, if you will. And what is more important, making a team use their timeouts or pick up first downs? Because it it happened to NC State. They seemed very willing to just run the ball. And either force BC to use their timeouts or when the timeouts were gone just to drain time off the clock. Rather than try to pick up a first down even at the risk of stopping the clock with an incomplete pass. Because State needed to keep the ball.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good point too, man. Just the, the the... Adam Gold
0: in studio with my friend, Coach Pete, DeRuta Capital Financial Advisory Group. I call you coach, so give me a financial red zone. You know, when you get close to retirement, you're in that financial red zone. And so as we get closer and closer to retirement, it's more and more important that we don't make mistakes with our money. Our money needs to be there for the rest of our lives. Right. We can't fumble it. So let's get your money in a place it should be to give you that lifetime income you can never outlive that does not go away when the stock market goes down. 888-843-0013. Coach Pete DeRuta, you could also text Adam to 600-700.
1: Oh man the the reserved you know kind of play calling the you know let's not lose the game kind of mentality for me is just it's such an easy way to get beat and look I've never been a play caller I've never been a head coach haven't ever been in that situation but I just always remembered as a player we had the mindset of we're not taking our foot off the gas we want to keep going we're not just going to you know, not lose this game. We're going to win this game. And, and what does that mean is staying aggressive, calling play calls as if you would. And listen, I, I understand devil's advocate. I understand that you could say, well, what if you throw a pick here? What if you do this? Well, you turned it over anyway, trying to be conservative, and, and you see what it got you. So I'm with you, man. So to me, it's always about keep the ball as long as you can, get that first down, keep our offense alive, and do whatever it takes to win a football game. I, I, I don't ever want to play the let's try to give them as much, or, or as little of the clock as we can. I don't want to give them the ball back. That, right. that's kind of my mentality. That's to me that's the
0: the best way to run out the clock is to keep the ball. Yeah, <laughs> the, right. be, the best way. I'm and I'm happy to risk a um, an incomplete pass which stops the clock. I'm happy to do that if I think it gives me the best chance to keep the ball It looked like on that oh. last drive, before Boston College took took the took the lead, that state was trying to drain the clock by running the ball real quick. Was that a bad pass interference call?
1: Man, I, I didn't like it. I think it was, I think it was pass interference, but I just don't know if you call it there. I, I think that there wasn't enough to where I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's easy by the rule. I think it, it was what it was. But I hated seeing it
0: called right there. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think it was pass interference, um, <laughs> and I hated it being called there. Not because I wanted state to win; it had nothing to do with it. I, I, I am a uh, somebody who just wants the game called right. And right. I thought, uh, I thought that was a poor yeah, you call get
1: to but... see a referee man at the end of a game, kind of have that big of a game-changing thing. It just you love to see them take themselves out of it.
0: and yeah, I also thought that the. Uh, the flag came in a little late, unless he threw it really high, and it just took a long time for it to hit the ground. I don't know how that works. Eric McLean, ACC Network, Gramlick and McLean Podcast. Thank you so much, my friend. I'll talk to you soon.
1: Always, brother. Appreciate you very much. You got it. Are you struggling to get a good night's sleep? Look no further than Parkway Sleep. For 20 years, we have been your locally owned and operated sleep center.
0: I'm Brandon Giggling, president of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. Did you know that people are waiting a staggering six to eight months for a sleep study at other sleep labs? At Parkway, we understand the importance of your sleep needs. That's why we offer openings within weeks, not months. Saving you time.
1: Don't let sleepless nights take over your life. Visit us today at parkwaysleep.com. Parkway Sleep Health Centers. Sound sleep, sound health.